Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. This morning, we like to experience something which the people of Israel, Israel experienced when they trusted the Lord. We like to learn. You know, we always learn something when we come to God. And it is important to be open. It is always good to say, Lord, give me a, an open heart and a teachable spirit. Because if we have a teachable spirit, if we have a, an open heart and mind, the Lord takes us from one level to another and to another and to another until eventually we become like Jesus. That's our preparation for heaven. And we must be serious about that. To Second Chronicles chapter 20. It is such a powerful scripture. This morning, I would like to have it on the screen. Uh, New, Inter New King James Version. This is what I have with me. And uh, I'm returning to practically... I'm returning to what I am regarding preaching. I always like to take the word like a chapter or a special part of the Bible and somehow let the Bible speak. We must be there to catch the light, to catch the vision, but somehow let the Bible lead you and make you understand what God wants you to understand. So second... Uh, Chronicles chapter 20. By the way, those of you who have not read the material, in the material are suggested six steps of a victorious prayer. But if you pay attention to the Bible uh, uh, account, it is more than six. So you'll see. Let's read the first part. It happened after this that the people of Moab and the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Now Jehoshaphat was the king. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from these places. And Jehoshaphat feared. Why? How not to fear? You know, if you hear the terrorists are around and are about to target your home, would you not have a sense of fear? If you hear that the United States is about to begin the war with other countries, and those countries are very, you know, courageous and say, we'll show you that you are not the strongest, and they prepare to attack us, will you not have fear? So fear is something part of our human nature. Even the strongest and the most courageous, sometimes they will have a, a sense of fear. I am telling you a little example from my childhood. Because during my childhood, it was such a beautiful time. People would come in the evening, the neighbors, they would come, uh, the ladies will do some, you know, work as they speak and they will share with each other different things. But in my part of the country, they would come, you know, and after a while they will tell a story. So this man said, in the middle of the night, when I came home, a giant stopped in the middle of the road. And I began to run and run. And he was after me. Now, how can you imagine me getting out in the dark after that? It's like that giant was coming in my, in my mind, and other stories, and other stories, you know. So I had a little fear of the night, of darkness. But I would go even through forests as a young man. So to, through a forest, if you have a fear of darkness, it is even more difficult. I would pass even by a cemetery. Not that I was that courageous. But somehow, you know, I overcame fear. 
So fear is part of us. That doesn't mean that we succumb to fear and every single thing which is dangerous will make us not act properly. But what to do when you have an enemy? So this this, uh, study this morning is meant to be very practical to you and very, very practical to me. Whatever I'm preaching is to myself too. I need to learn every day. So let's think together. What is about to do when you are under attack? When the enemies are attacking you? When the fear of sickness where, and when the fear of, 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 of divorce or other calamities are about to, to come over you? What to do? Jehoshaphat teaches us what to do. And let's read further. And set himself to seek the Lord. And proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. What to do? No matter How great is the event? No matter how dangerous is the situation. What to do, friends? Seek the Lord. This is what we like to do this morning. Let's bow our heads to seek the Lord through a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we seek you this morning. Even though we don't fear the way Jehoshaphat feared. Even though we don't have those situations but everyone here this morning might have something might face something might have a pain a fear a need a challenge no matter what we are going through Lord this morning we seek your face so that we may learn from this example, how to solve the problems of life, how to get victory, how to overcome enemies, scenes, and situations. We pray for your spirit over us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So first thing first, what to do Before everything, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord is in the entire Bible. Unfortunately, since sin came into the world, it is not so much man seeking the Lord. It is the Lord seeking the man. I believe that if the Lord does not seek us, None of us will ever seek him. Why? Because by nature, we are afraid of God. Naturally, we don't want to come in his presence. Not because he's not good. Not because he's not a loving God. Not because he's not ready to embrace us. But because Satan, by sin, destroyed our mind. Our minds are affected. Our natures are broken. Our tendencies are not to seek the Lord. Our tendencies are to flee from Him. You remember what Adam and Eve did? And they were not that bad as we are today. We are after so many thousand years and sin has been working devastations in human nature. So if Adam and Eve were like seeking the Lord like that, what about you and me? But this is the miracle. God in his wisdom, God in his love, God in his grace somehow penetrates to the depth of human mind and make you aware that he is a God of love. He is a God of grace. He is a God of mercy. And he has the solutions for you. And make you 
believe. And now, once you have a little knowledge about him, a little knowledge about his character, what are you going to do? Make a step and seek the Lord. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek God first and his kingdom and his righteousness. And I promise you, said Jesus, all these things will come to you as well. I will give them to you. You don't really need to, to stress yourself out. What you really need is to seek me. Jeremiah chapter... If I'm not mistaken, chapter 29, I mean, you, you, you should know uh, this from verse 20, uh, 11, I believe, to 13. If you seek me, yeah, for I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. And the second, then you'll call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And 13, and you'll seek me and Find me. When we find God, life is different. Amen. When we find God, we have a sense for our life. We have a purpose. We have meaning. You know, those people who under pressure give up, those people who under fear, they take their lives, those people who under sickness, they get to depression and don't want to do anything, they practically are disconnected from God and they have no meaning for life. And you may find people in worse situations like those which I mentioned, and they live because they have found meaning for their life. You and I, we have meaning. We have God to live for. We have a Savior who is waiting for us. We have a kingdom of heaven to prepare for. So there is meaning. Our life has direction, has a des destination. And we must seek the Lord for that. Further, returning to the Bible account. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord I like when I see multitudes seeking the Lord I like when I see a leader having followers around him I like when I see groups of people meeting together because God says when two or three are gathering together I will be in their midst Jehoshaphat was a godly leader. And when he presented to his people the danger, the situation, they together allied, allied with him, relied with him in order to meet, to seek help now. You seek the Lord, but you seek the Lord for help. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah, verse 5, and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven and do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there no power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? What is this? Are you not our God? Verse 7 who drove out the inhabitants of this land before you, your people, and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? There are two things which are mentioned here. The man of God is focusing on God's character. And he praises his holy name. Practically, even before they would ask for help, they began to praise his holy name. This is the third step. This is something you and I must experience. Begin by praising God. 
Begin by talking about his power, not about the power of your enemy. Talk about his eternal life, not about the shortness of your life. Talk about his goodness, not about the hatred of your enemies. Talk about his provisions, not even so much about your needs. God is a merciful father. He's a loving father. He knows what you need before you ask. Praise him. Glorify him. Sing praises to his holy name. I have found, I think this is the best I could find. A lady who was all his life, she was struggling and fighting uh, uh, disease. But she was one of the most godly and prolific women in our history. She's saying, I recommend to you Jesus, my blessed Savior. I magnify him. Oh, that I had an immortal tongue, that I could praise him as I desire, that I, that I, that I could stand before the assembled universe and speak in praise of his matchless love. Ellen G. White, in Second Testimonies. And while I adore and magnify him, I want you to magnify him with me. Praise the Lord even when you fall into the darkness. Praise him even in temptation. Rejoice in the Lord always, says the apostle. And again I say, rejoice. Why? Because there is power. This is the remedy. I cannot explain too much. Because like this person is... is is, is fighting death. And I say, praise the Lord. You know, like, doesn't... It's like, hey, pastor, give me something, you know, to get up. But as another, another part of the spirit of prophecy says, nothing tends to bring health. Nothing tends to bring more health of body and mind than does a spirit of gratitude and praise to God. Amen. Nothing tends more to bring health of the body and of the mind than does a spirit of gratitude and praise to God. Find it in, in, the, in the ministry of healing chapter Mind Cure. Read that chapter until no depression remains in your mind. So powerful. So powerful. And also it says that our thoughts and feelings are encouraged and strengthened as we give them utterance. In other words, while, while words follow thoughts and feelings, thoughts and feelings also follow words. In other words, if I say to brother, brother Campbell, man, be careful. Don't ever think that you are so strong and because of so, 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 I will show you, you know, what I'm going to do. Even if I kind of try to, you know, play that I don't fear. But the fact that I pronounce those words, something happens now inside. Say, go by a gun because you cannot face him physically. Buy something. You know, you like the mind works. And the, the, the truth is this. No mind can conceive. No tongue can express the blessing that results from appreciating the goodness and the love of God. Amen. That's from the spirit of prophecy again. This is why we... we Linger a little bit in this area. Because as Seventh-day Adventist people, we know so much about the Sabbath, so much about the state of the dead, so much about prophecy. But do we know how to praise God? Do we really praise the Lord when we come to Him? Do we find ourselves in the morning, thank you, Lord, for a new night. 
Thank you that you prolong my days with another day. Thank you for the beautiful sunshine. Thank you for the fact that I have a house that so many people do not have. Even uh, Jack and Tabitha wrote to me that they are it's so, so cold out there and they don't have air conditioning, they don't have heating, they don't have, they, they, they boil water in order to have a little bath, you know? And in the night, they cover themselves one, two, three, four, five, how, how many, just a means, four or five layers of whatever they found so that they can have a little warm and sleep. And you wake up in the morning and maybe the tendency is, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this, I don't have that. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise Amen. the Lord! Amen. And, and uh, in, the, in, the, in the little quote here, even when you fall into darkness, Amen. even in temptations, I cannot understand. But if it is true, that thoughts follow words. It is also true that words, no, uh, uh, thoughts follow words. Also, words, no, if, if words is, let me, let me get back. If, if thoughts follow words, also, after we speak, thought, uh, actions. I, I'm not there yet. yet. No. I'm not there. It was very clear in my mind. No. It is true that, that words follow thoughts. And also, after we speak, the thoughts follow words. So, in other words, if I say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, something will come back into the heart and do something inside. But we, we need to learn. We really need to learn. So, this morning, my question is, what, how do you express a thought of praising God? As you wake up in the morning... Or as you come into the courts of the Lord, how would you express a nice, authentic praise to the Lord? Sing a song of praise. Say a sentence. Put in a, in a sentence something which really praises God. Jehoshaphat was concentrating on God's attributes, character. So when he praised the Lord, he praised the Lord because the Lord is powerful, because the Lord was mighty in the past, because the Lord delivered the people. So when we praise God, it's good to find a reason. Lord, I praise you for your goodness. Somebody else. Lord, I praise you for your love. Lord, I praise you for your mercy. Lord, I praise you for your greatness. Lord, I thank you that I am here. I'm not in prison. I'm not in the hospital. Lord, I thank you that I am in the church that knows the truth. I don't need to say, oh, is this or is that way? No. No, you'll never find. You'll never find a better church on the surface of this earth that has a better understanding of the word of God. Never. Amen. This church is really blessed with the light of all ages. So thank you, God, that I don't need to struggle for the truth. Thank you for the little health I have. Thank you for the house I have. Thank you for the family I have. Thank you for the little car I have. Thank you for the little job I have. Thank you that I still have something in the refrigerator, even though my, maybe I don't have a job. Thank you, Lord, that you have provided for me. Thank you. I praise your holy name. I love you. I adore you. I glorify you. I give glory to you, and I'm ready to proclaim your name wherever I go. It has a 
positive and healing and, and wonderful effect upon the heart. Shall we go to the next part? Verse uh, 8. And they dwell in it and have built your sanctuary in it for your name's sake. If disaster comes upon us, sore judgment, pestilence, or famine will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. It is like you express your hope in the intervention of God. And practically, this is the step, the fourth step. He presents a promise the Lord made in the past. Okay? Lord, you said, and you will save. And now the following verses talk about, about, uh, about the problem. Verse 11. Here they are rewarding us by coming to our, through us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For you have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We stop here. We stop to the yes. So when you state the problem, you recognize before God if you have what it takes to solve the problem or not. And friends, when it comes to the greatest enemy ever, which is the evil one, the devil, you have no power in yourself. I have no power in myself. And the enemy has 1,000 ways, billions ways of attacking you, of, of coming upon you and making your life miserable. So state your problem. Lord, I have a need. Right, Renee? I have a financial need. How am I going to finish this, this year if I don't get enough money? Lord, I have this test. Lord, I have this enemy attacking me. Lord, I have this signal that my liver or whatever is not working well. Lord, I have this debt. Lord, I have this problem, this challenge. State it clearly. Not that the Lord doesn't know. But you, you come and share with him, your heavenly father. Some, the, the psychologist will put you, speak, and at the end you go home and say, man, I feel better. You, he didn't do anything because you spoke, you spoke, you spoke. Right, Brother Clark? I mean, you put the person to speak and it's like he or she left the burden and goes and flees, you know, flies after that. So talk with the Lord. He is the one who hears, who knows, but he gives you an Opportunity to, to share. How many times, remember, how many times have you not gone to the Lord in prayer and you prayed and you got up like, <sighs> and the situation was not changed yet. But peace comes like a river. The Lord is blessing you when you come and share with him your problem and your need. And the greatest victory in life happens when the person is aware that he or she can't. When it comes to salvation, my friends, there are three main steps. Lord, I can't. I can't. In the little book, Steps to Christ says, you cannot atone for your past sins. You cannot change your heart. You cannot make yourself holy. These are the things we need. I need atonement for my sins. I need a new heart. I need a new mind. I need a new spirit. I need to be holy because without holiness, no one will ever see the Lord. Let's be very serious on this. But I can't. I am powerless. What is the second step? God promises 
to do all these for you through Christ. He can. He's able. God has promised to do all this. What? All this. Atone for your past sins. Change your heart, your present situation, and make yourself holy. In fact, these are the blessings he's ready to pour into your heart. No matter who you are, no matter where are you coming from. Now, what is the third step? So, I cannot. God can. What is the third step? To come to him, just as Jehoshaphat did, and the people of Israel. Come to him, and he resolves all this. And the code goes further. Jesus loves to have you come to him just as you are. Sinful. Listen to this. They are inspired words. Sinful. Unworthy. Helpless. And dependent. You may come with. You may come to him with all your weakness, your folly, your sinfulness, and fall at his feet, feet in, in uh, what is the other word for repentance? Fall at his feet in, uh, well, let's say, is repentance, but there is another word, uh, a synonym. Penitence, in penitence. And listen to this now. It is his glory. So, I cannot, he can, I'm coming to him. It is his glory to encircle you in the arms of his love. Bind up your wounds. And, and sustain you. And save you. These are promises God has made. And everyone who takes the Lord at his word receives the blessings. Let's go further to the next uh, verse. Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, and their children stood before the Lord. You know, just before this verse, before this one, what do you see here? All Judah. How many? With whom? Even the little ones, the wives, the children. What is this? Every person is prompted by the Spirit of God to come to him. That's collective. That's in group. This is why we try to make every member of our church part we just shared with Sister Donna, call it home fellowship meetings. Don't call it small groups anymore. Home fellowship meetings. If you find a better word for meetings, we'll accept it. But it's home fellowship. Every member of our church must be part of a home fellowship meeting. And one evening during the week, do something about that. Why? Look to the, the ne next verse. Verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of so and so forth. Verse 15. And said, Listen, all you Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid, do not, do not, not dismay because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. You see in the process, in the story, and if you don't pay attention, you miss it out. The Spirit of God is involved in the prayer. In the victorious prayer. The spirit of God came and inspired this prophet. To give the message of hope. This is the message of God to you when you are in need. This is the message of the Lord to you when you are under attack. You cannot fight a multitude. 
You cannot fight the devil. You cannot fight even your own self. You cannot overcome your tendencies. You cannot overcome your sinful nature. You cannot overcome your past. You cannot overcome your tendencies. But the Lord will overcome all these if you trust him. And why did I mention? Why do I encourage you for home fellowship meetings? I believe that the spirit of the Lord inspires me to do that. Okay? Now everybody should, should be awake. I made, a, I made a statement which is, I don't make these statements very often. Pastor Greg feels that the spirit of the Lord is inspiring him to make you get together. And from whatever we experience now, like we have done the same, the same many years, and we don't see too many results, we plan to change the seeds, to change something so that we'll do differently and expect different results. But we must be. I'm happy we have some groups already formed. I know a group is coming here Wednesday evening, the same hour. That's wonderful. But make further plans. We have great minds in our church. We are not a church that doesn't have leaders. We have educated people in our church. We have people with great experience in the things of God. Why should we not take advantage? We don't only need to like talk with each other and exchange uh, knowledge. We need to get together and we need to pray about it. Say, Lord, it's time. We long, we want, we beg you. Here we are. We begin praising your holy name and asking you to do for us what we cannot do. So every member, a sermon should always give us something to take, not only something to hear. Because you may turn on your TV and you you find greater sermons. It's something our church needs now. Take it seriously. And the, the discussion will continue at the, at the end of the Sabbath school. And with Sister Donna, make plans and we'll provide us. Those of you who feel equipped, take a stand. Be courageous. It's about taking the word of God and reading it and sharing with each other and say, Lord, do something about this because we are serious. You see, when the Spirit of God came to this prophet and he spoke out, things began to settle. And he said, do not be afraid. Now, who in the world can encourage you to not be afraid when these great armies come to destroy you? Only God has the power to make you not be afraid. And because you know who God is. And let's go further. Verse 16. Verse 16. Okay. Because over there it's 15. Tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Zeus. And you will find them at the end of the brook. Before the wilderness of Jeruel. Let's go further. You will not need to fight in this battle. You see? This is, this, and I can preach about this another hour. There are two extremes. Not, not, yeah. There are two extremes when it comes to fighting. We can't escape fighting. That's a truth. We are in a battlefield, we are in the great controversy, but there are two extremes. You begin to fight the enemies. And you, from time to time, say, Lord, help me. And you fight it. You will be defeated. That's one extreme. And there are passages in the Bible which might inspire you into that. Because they ask you to act. Slow down. The other extreme, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And not do anything. Like, help me, Lord, and you don't even think of the problem. That's another extreme. The real part, the real way, God's way is 
Don't fight yourself. The battle is mine, says the Lord. But come with me. Be where God is. Even if it's only to see. And see, Lord, are you serious about this? I mean, you, you provide a victory. Be with me, says the Lord. So don't go by yourself. Don't say, Lord, help me and forget about the problem. Go with the Lord. For the Lord is with you. Whatever is the problem, the challenge, the difficulty, whatever is, whoever is your enemy, what you need, what I need, is to have the Lord with us. The Lord is with you. And that's the key, my friends. Verse 17. You'll not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear this dismay. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. The same verse, but it's like, bring something else. You'll see the salvation of the Lord. We should not focus only on the immediate enemy and the immediate situation. We should overlook everything, go and see ahead the salvation of our God. Salvation is God's free gift, but you must choose to go to that direction. You must believe in that. And it comes. Verse, uh, the next verse. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and worship the Lord. Now, this part is not written in the six steps I gave you. This is why I felt like, hey, this is real here. Okay, praise might be part of the worship. I don't say no. But worship is more than praise. Because praise might be only with your mouth. But worship is with your mind, with your heart, with your soul, with your body, with your words, your, your action, everything. So, look here. Renee. before the test comes, before the, the money comes, it's like you worship the Lord. You choose to worship the Lord. You remind him of what he did in the past. You talk about his greatness. You praise him about because he's worthy to be praised. You state your problem and your need. And you let the Spirit of the Lord inspire you to the Word of God. What to do about that? And before you see the salvation of the Lord, you begin to worship God. Uh, another translations, if we go further, they say, and they thank the Lord. Before they saw the victory. This is a must. If we skip this step, we might not get the victory we need. The following verse. Then the Levites of the children of the Korahites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. This in another, in, in King James, no, King James might not be, but in a new standard version and new international version, they say, and they Thank God. I mean, that's so wonderful. They thank God. You see? Go further, please. 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert. Joseph stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you'll be successful. Stay here, please. Did I say there are two extremes when it comes to the better of the Lord? One is to go in your own power and the other is to not do anything. This is the right way. They obeyed what God inspired Jehoshaphat to tell them. The Lord said, set out, go there, do this part. So they did what the Lord inspired them to do. 
That's obedience. There is an act which, even if it's only a step to the place where, where the Lord is, even if it's a little song you, you, you sing, but it's the part you play in the battle, and you must do it. You must be there. You must be there. And now I like this part which was not in the material. Jehoshaphat said, have faith in the Lord your God. Have faith in his prophets. Do you have faith? Do I have faith? Because without faith, we are not about to succeed. If I don't have faith, is there any way for me? Yes, if I cry out to the Lord, say, Lord, give me faith. The Lord gives me faith. The Lord gives me faith. I'm begging the Lord for faith. The Lord gives me faith. Even faith is a gift of God. I, I hope you knew that, right? Sometimes because we say, hey, hey, have faith, believe, you know. It's like something you do, something. Okay, it's, it's like I give you the sword to fight. Now you, you do it, but the sword is my gift. But you have a part to learn how to use the sword. I give you a muscle. If you don't use it, after a while, you lose it. I give you $100,000. If you don't use them, after a while, yeah. So you have half faith. I mean, I know you'll be content if I give you 10000 And I, you say, don't be afraid, I'll use them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God, and it's impossible to gain the victory. How to get more faith? Come to where the Lord lives. Live in the presence of God. Where God is, faith is strong. How to get more faith? Come to the word of God. Open the Bible and let the Bible speak to you how David, how Jonathan, how Samuel, how Samson, how the prophets, they overcame by faith. Open the chapter 11 in the book Hebrews and you learn faith. How to have faith? Act after you pray. Lord, I am acting not because I feel it, but because you said it. So I'm trying to live by faith. How to have more faith? Get to the home fellowship meetings. Get to the godly people and say, Sister Donna, you know, I have a problem with faith. I have to recognize. Like, I need to see. I have a nephew in uh, Italy. I think he's the best of all, all the, the children we had from, you know, from our big family. And he said, I... I don't have yet the faith that the Lord will provide for me. He's good, 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 but he's afraid to get baptized because he will lose the job. So, let's pray. Be honest. Because the Lord knows. Let's go further. Verse 21, and when... He had consulted with the people. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Let's see this in New International Version, please. Yes, is this part. At the end, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. They began to praise God and to thank him before the situation was over. That's faith. And that's pleasing to the Lord. I see David talking with Goliath. So what? You who hate the Lord, I'll show you, man. And he was attacking Goliath with the thought in his mind the victory is his. Because he had faith in the God of Israel. And friends, his love endures forever. His love endures forever. Verse 22. 
Let's go further. As they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. They were defeated. Praise the Lord. And verse 23. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they had to destroy one another. 24. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they said they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Oh, Lord. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barak, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the valley of Barak. To this day. Verse 27. Then led by Jehoshaphat. All the men of Judah and Jerusalem. Returned joyfully. Joyfully. You know you go to the battle. With the fear. With, but you have faith in the intervention of God. And joyfully returned to Jerusalem. For the Lord had given them. Cause to rejoice over their enemies. Do you see how the Lord. Ends the battle. Do you see that the victory of God is real? Do you see that the battle you have, if you commit yourself to God, it is the Lord's battle. And God has never lost a battle. Never, 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 never. Even when Christ was dying on the cross, and somehow that was the greatest defeat in the universe, in the history of the universe, it was practically the greatest victory. Your defeats, apparent defeats, your apparent failures, even real failures, if you wake up immediately after that and you realize how did you come to that and you turn back to the Lord, he turns your failure into a triumph. You learn a lesson and next time you don't do the same. You do differently because God has taught you a lesson. Now, two things here. Very quick, at the end of our, our time together. You saw? None of the enemies of Israel escaped. All were dead. I'm telling you, this is not the plan of God for the planet Earth. Because even the Moabites and Ammonites and the other ones were still children of God. I'll come back to this. But the last part, I would have liked to see the people of Israel staying, remaining on praising God after the first day of plunder. The Bible says after four, the fourth day, they, they stopped and they began again to thank God and praise God. It's like when you have prosperity, when you have the results, it's like the tendency is like to be focused on that. Okay, it's a human characteristic. But let's not repeat that. They should have stopped and praised more and more and more and more the God of the universe. Not focusing on the results. But praise God, eventually they refocused and they turned to Jerusalem full of joy. Now, one point. Our enemies might be as ferocious as those, but today, within the grace of God, we should look at them with the love and the mercy of God and pray that God will turn our enemies into friends. You remember when Jacob was fighting with the angel and Esau was coming to attack him with a lot of armies. And, and Laban was behind coming to attack him. The man of God was powerless. He cried to the Lord. 
And the Lord transformed the heart of Laban. And Laban didn't harm him. And when Esau came, Esau saw his brother and he began weeping. This is what God would like to do with our enemies. Doesn't mean that every enemy will become like that. But think of this plan. This is plan A God has for every human being. Because the Lord is not pleased that anyone should die. But turn to him and give glory to him. Friends, no matter what is your problem, your need, your challenge, begin seeking God every day, every day. Yes, seek God for help. It's not wrong to do it. Second, praise his holy name. Praise him, praise him, and praise him. I like that song we have in our church. Third, remember and state in your, in your, in your prayer the past blessings of the Lord, past victories. Remember and never forget not even one of his benefits. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases, but don't forget what he did. Fourth, state the problem. No, state the, the, uh, the, the promise. The Lord has promise for your situation. You need strength, there is promise for strength. You need money, there is a promise for money. You need peace, there is a promise for peace. After that, fifth, state your problem. State your situation. Declare, Lord, this is what I'm going through. And after that, praise God again. Praise God again. Praise his holy name. And we learn, have faith. Have faith in the Bible. Have faith in the spirit of prophecy. There is no better light today for the world than what is in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. Obey. Be where God is. Is not your battle. He will fight for you. But be where God is. Trust in the Lord. Nine. Worship God. Worship, 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 worship. And thank God for victory before the victory comes. And after he gives you the victory, praise him again. Let's stand for a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for this beautiful story. Thank you for the way you gave the victory to Jehoshaphat and his people. Lord, it is really a blessing to see how God works. Those people didn't have any chance for survival. That vast army was about to destroy them to the point that not one of Israel should remain alive. But when you got to the battlefield and when you transformed, converted that battle into the Lord's battle, none of the enemies escaped, Lord. All of them were dead bodies. And the people of Israel gained such a victory and they returned to Jerusalem rejoicing the Lord. Father, we praise your holy name for what you did for them. And we beg you in the name of Jesus, do it for us, Lord, too. And help us to follow the same steps. Seeking you. Praising you. Remembering what you did in the past for us. Remembering your promises. Sharing our problem, our difficulty, our need. Praising you and thanking you in advance for what you are going to do. Trusting you and in the spirit of prophecy. Obeying you and going exactly where you are. Seeing how the Lord works. Thanking God again and praising his holy name. Amen. Make our congregation. Make us Lord. Make us understand it's our time. We don't need such a, a tragedy to have the enemy just in our, at our doors. We need now to prepare for that terrible crisis which is ahead. Give us your spirit today. Make us men and women of, of prayer and help us to believe in the salvation of our God. We pray 
And we thank you in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.